our cry every day is that we decree from the north, the south, and the east and west, those 500 families. We've sent forth our angels to go forth and prepare the way for this church to engage in, in the spirit of evangelism. And I thank you, Lord, what we decree today shall be established. What we decree today through your word of God will be established and the light of God will shine upon it. Those that are here, if you're visiting here today, we say thank you. Those that are watching by internet for the very first time or if you've been, or you're a regular watcher, nobody is here and nobody is watching by accident. But you're here and you're watching by divine appointment. Let God love you today. Let God love you because he does. He truly loves you and he has the very best for you today. Just show him your faith. Just show him your faith. Don't show him your circumstance. Don't show him your situation. Show him your faith because faith is a rewarder. And when you preach this word with faith, it brings forth rewards. Amen? In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, that is our scripture for this year, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, not according to who we are, how much education you may have in the Bible, who you think, where you sit, what ministry you have is not according to our works, but it's according to his purpose and grace. He saved us and called us with a holy calling to his purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Before this world began, he saved you. Hallelujah. You were always on his mind. And I believe this September is going to be a month to remember. That's right. This September is going to be a month to remember for you. This September is going to be a month to remember for you. Because every day starting from right now on the 5th of September at 11.13, you will not show God your circumstance. You will not show God your situation. You will not show God your pain, your suffering, but you will only show God your faith. Do you hear what I said? God is not interested in your, your pain and suffering. God is not interested in your circumstance or situation. He is only interested in faith. In you showing your faith. Yes, there's always a sickness. There's always a runny nose. There's always a debt that needs to be paid. But you will refuse to show God that. You will show God your faith. Because it's going to be a September to remember, Jerome. Praise the Lord. And those that have faith are going to receive it. We have to stay true to this holy calling, ALM. You have been saved by Jesus. Why? Because God wanted it that way. Hallelujah. You're not saved by Muhammad. You're not saved by Buddha. You're not saved by some Confucius, confused individual or some Hindu god, some cow walking around. Cow's only made for one thing, to eat. And we ate that Saturday, didn't we, brothers? Cows only made to eat. Steak. 
That's what I'm going to eat today. You're saved by Christ. You're saved by Jesus, and God made it that way. And we have to stay true to this holy calling. That means we're going to preach this word. That's why you're going to preach this word. Say, I'm going to preach this word. I'm going to preach this word. Look at your family. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to preach this word. You're going to preach it with faith. You're going to preach it with faith. It's going to be a September to remember for you. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care if you're in high, if you're in whatever school you go to. You may be in, you may be in high school. You may be in, you know, elementary, middle school, kindergarten. I don't care. You may be a a 3K. Guess what? That 3K is going to preach the word. You train up a child in the way it should go. That child's going to preach the word. That's what our daughter did. When she was confronted, she says, I'm the head and not the tail. That boy didn't know what to say. He was expecting a worldly answer. But she said, I'm the head and not the tail. Don't you tell me what I can and what I cannot do. See, that's how you need to train up your children. You tell them you train them up. In other words, you, yes, you are respectful to authority. Yes, I understand that. But when it goes against the word of God, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Don't you tell me, uh-uh, I ain't breaking God's commandment. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I will not compromise my walk. God created me a woman, I am a woman. God created me a man, I am a man. I don't have no confusion in my head. Because I know that's what teachers are trying to do right now in these, in, these, in these ungodly, educated places. They're a bunch of fools, a bunch of ignorant, stupid people because they're teaching a worldly, ungodly, uncircumcised, wicked, idolatry thing. Trying to tell you, you may be this and you may, no, you're not. You are what God called you to be, Sister Faith. You're a woman. You can change the outside all you want, but guess what? Your DNA says woman. (laughs) I can change my whole outside. My wife wouldn't like it, but guess what? Inside, I'm still a man. Thank God, baby, I ain't going to do that because I loves woman. And I loves all your pots, just like you love all my pots. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just move on. Preach the word. Preach the word. And see, you know what I just said is in the word. I don't, I don't shy away from that. I can talk about that because marriage is a good thing. It's a godly thing. One of the nights, he had his wife speak. Woo, she dropped, man. She brought the house down. And, and, and the funny thing is, I laugh at it. Like, they are so opposite. I mean, opposites do attract. She is, she is nothing like him till you give her the microphone. And I'm telling you, when she began to preach, yes, women preach. Bunch of people out there saying women can't preach. That's what I say to that. Women can't preach. But when she began to preach, man, she began to break it down. 
And she spoke truth, and boy, it was powerful. Then the Holy Ghost took over, and she started laughing. She couldn't get her words out. Then the men began to start laughing. But preach the word. That's what Abundant Living Ministry is all about. So if you're visiting here today, we're going to preach the word to you, whether you like it or not. Because that is what God has called the church to do. Who's the church? And we preach it by faith. We preach it by faith. Why? Because faith is powerful. This, this, this faith that we have is powerful. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, now we read this, we're going back to it. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 through 5. This is Apostle Paul talking to, Peter, talking to Timothy. Now, Timothy is a very young minister. He's a very young minister. He's, he's naive in a lot of areas. Why? Because he has not seen or gone through what the Apostle Paul has seen and gone through. So the Apostle Paul is really writing this letter. He is telling Timothy. He is literally pouring himself out because if, as you keep reading um, 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul says, hey, I'm done. I'm ready to go see Jesus. I don't know about you. There's going to come a time in your life where you're going to say, I'm done. And there's nothing wrong to say that. Because when you've done the finished work of the gospel, you've done everything that God has purposed, planned, and expected you to do. There's the do. There's nothing wrong to say, I am done. And it's like, I'm ready to go see Jesus. So don't hold me back. I did all that I'm supposed to do. I have ran the race. I have fought the fight. And he knew he had to go to Rome to finish it. He knew what was going to take place. And the devil tried to do everything he could, by even to the, through the point where he had a shipwreck. He got bit by a snake. But guess what? The apostle Paul still went to Rome and gave his life. And even in why he was given his life, the soldier that took him, they did a study and they did a whole history behind it. The soldier that took him also gave his life because he got saved right then and there. And the soldier who took him to the to get his head chopped off got his head chopped off, chopped off right, right with him. Oh, I don't want to get my head chopped off. What do you care? You're going to see Jesus. You're going to see Jesus. And I love it. I mean, it's like when he, he was talking about his daughter, Pastor Rodney, when he was talking about his daughter, his daughter had cystic fibrosis. And she was 18 years of age, and it was, it was Christmas Day when she died. And he was there the next day, and he says, you know what? He bought her a ring, and he says, I want to buy her a ring. So he came up there the next day, and he bought a ring. And he says, here. He just says, why are you giving this to me now? She says, I'm going to take it. I want it tomorrow. He says, I want to give it to you now. So he gave her a ring. And it was beautiful. And, and, and as they were just talking like this, he, she just said, Dad, it's hard to breathe. Now, as a father, that's hard to hear from a daughter, especially when it's your child, your flesh and blood. Because I know what it is to hear those very words. It's hard to breathe when you hear it from your old father. Because I heard that from my own dad. It's hard to breathe. And he began to minister to her and he began to talk about Jesus. And he began to say, hey, it's okay. You're going to go see Jesus. 
you're going to go see Jesus. You're going to go see Jesus. And she put her head on his shoulder and she died. And he says, he went from here. And he says, God, here's, here's all I can give you. I give you my daughter. I give you my daughter. And I can remember the day my father was in that hospital. And that's what it brought him back to me. And I began to cry. Because I heard those very words. It's hard to breathe. And right now in the name of Jesus, I believe in the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Because I know there is people in here that are under that, that ungodly devil called COVID. One is in Cuba. Pastor Yoel's wife has COVID. And Sister Yachty, you may have a family member that's under the spirit of that ungodly thing. But I believe in the name of Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? I didn't say I'm praying. I said, I believe in the name of Jesus. Because so many, I love what he said. He said, so many people, oh, we'll pray, we'll pray. They're not praying, they're watching TV. No, 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 I'm not going to ask you to pray. I'm asking you to believe with me. Believe in the name of Jesus. That no matter whether you're in Florida or if they're 90 miles south, of us, God can save, heal, restore, and the Holy Ghost can transform. So I know what it is when I heard that. It's hard to breathe. I know what it is. I said, God, here's your servant to go to him after he died. And I said, Lord, here's your servant. Who gave his life for the gospel? He's yours. Then I got mad. And God brought me to Jeremiah chapter 53. And God told me, this is who you are. I'm not a love pastor. I am God's battle axe. And I got mad that day. And I am still mad at the devil for what he has done because of that ungodly devil called COVID. There's going to come a time in your life where you're going to have to get so mad. You got to be so full. You got to be so full of holy anger. That's how Jesus was when he went into that. When he went into the temple and they were they were taking advantage of the people and he made a whip and he made a whip. Yes, Jesus made a whip and he began to whip folk. He began to whip the religious. He began to whip the the ungodly and he began to turn over the mud. He got mad. There's going to come a point in your life where you're going to have to get so mad like Jesus that you're willing to turn over the tables. You're willing to whip your family. You're willing to whip your coworkers. You're willing to whip your, 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 your manager, your, your owner. You're willing to whip anybody that gets in the way of the kingdom of God. Are you bold enough, ALM? To be bold means you got to get mad at the devil. So what did I get out of it, Chad? That's what I got out of it. We're going to preach this word here, ALM. We're going to preach it by faith. We're going to preach it with Holy Ghost faith. Nothing is going to get in your way. Did you hear what I said? Nothing is going to get in your way. 
And if it does, you're going to whip it out of the way. You're going to get it out of the way because you're going to be that charge in David. And David, David you got to realize something. David, when David faced that Goliath, the Bible says he ran. In other words, he wasn't, ran, he wasn't running to Goliath. He was running through him. He was running through him, and that's going to come a point where you're going to have to run. And when you start running, you ain't stopping till God tells you to stop because you're going to run through every stinking thing that gets in the way. And sometimes the biggest, the biggest giant is your mother, is your family, is your father, is your brother, is your sister, it's your aunt, it's your uncle, it's your cousins. You know what? You are going to either you're going to get out of the way or you're going to get ran over because I ain't stopping but they'll never talk to me again. Who cares? Who cares? That's, they had to work that on their own, own. Who cares? Who cares? But I know there's people in here that do. And that's why you can't get your mountain. That's why you can't overcome your mountain. Because you care what they say. You care the opinions of every little comment you put on Facebook. And if somebody dislikes it or somebody, if, if, if somebody confronts you with it, you get all been out of shape. Who cares? If you're preaching the gospel, you're going to offend people. You're going to offend family. You're going to offend neighbors. You're going to offend coworkers. You're going to offend businesses, jobs. You're going to offend people no matter what. Why? Because we live in a society that are, that are a bunch of pansies. We're offended at the, what are, oh, the air's not blowing. Oh, I'm offended because it's hot. I know there's people in here who are offended because they're cold, because you're wrapped up in them like a mummy. It's too cold in here. Guess what? Too bad. I'm sweating. It's for me. It ain't for you. It's for me. See, watch this. I'm like Marilyn Monroe. Oh, oh. It's the preaching of the gospel. You're going to offend people. Listen to me. It's going to offend people. Guess what? That's why they hated Jesus. Everywhere Jesus went, they want to kill him. Why? Because he preached the gospel. He preached the truth. He preached with one with authority, not like the scribes. They wanted to stone him. They wanted to grab him. They, I mean, he called them everything in the book. There's going to, I'm telling you, you're going to call people out. Because that's what the preaching of the gospel does. 2 Timothy chapter 4, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead. That means there's going to be a judgment coming. And his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be in season, instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. And they shall turn away their ears from truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelists. Make full proof of thy ministry. That's right. Everyone in this room, as I said the last time, you have a ministry. What is that? Preach the gospel. But you preach it with faith. The apostle Paul knew something was coming. And he was warning Timothy. 
Something is coming. He didn't know when, but it was coming. And ALM, that time is here. What he, he knew was coming is here right now. Without faith, it will be impossible to preach the word of God with sound doctrine. Without faith, it will be impossible to preach the word of God with sound doctrine. Mark 11, chapter 22 And Jesus answered unto them, saying, Have faith in Buddha. Have, well, he's a God to somebody. Have faith in Allah. He's a God to somebody. Have faith in confusion. I know it's Confucius, but I'm being funny. Have faith in the astrologer across the street who looks at crystals all day and opens up tarot cards and so. <laughs> Have faith in shamans. Have faith in the newspaper because you know your horoscope because you Sagittarius, you, you Capricorns, you hypocrites. Have faith in your little, because some of y'all going to Chinese food afterwards, you're going to open up the fortune cookie, which was never made in China. It was a man-made thing. That's why there's no fortune in it. Fortune cookies were never made in China. It's a man idea. But it's amazing how, oh, look what my fortune says. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to have many friends. We'll be enemies soon. So many friends will turn on you and they'll stab me in the back. Why? Because of jealousy. He says, have faith in God. Have faith in God. In other words, there's only one God. There's only one that sits on the throne. One creator. He's the only one that is is everywhere. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. The one that sent Jesus so you can be saved, so you can be healed, so you can be restored, so you can be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said God would send forth the comforter to comfort you. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in his divine intent. Have faith in the divine intent. Have faith in, the intel- in his intelligence. That's when, he, when Jesus says have faith in God. In other words, have faith in the divine, his divine intent. Have faith in his intelligence. Hashtag, what's his intelligence? Isaiah chapter 55. We're going to start in verse 6. It says, Seek the Lord where they may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to, and to our God. For he will, he will abundantly pardon. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for the pardon? For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Here now he's talking about God. This is Isaiah's talking about God. 
This is the intelligence of God, a divine intent. For my thoughts are not, are, are, are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, neither are, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and, and returneth not thither, but whatever, but, but watereth the earth, and maketh it, maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereunto I sent it. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace, and mountains and hills shall break forth before you, and into singing into all and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Now this is God. This is Isaiah's talking about the Lord. And he says, hey, when you, in other words, faith, have faith. In other words, have faith in the divine intent of God. In other words, it's, it's, up, to, it's up to us, ALM, to line ourselves up to his thoughts and ways. It's up to us to line up his thoughts away. The only way is by faith. The only way is to do that is by faith. The faith cometh by what? Hearing the word of God. That is why we tell you here every day, you have to read this word. Why? Because you are understanding the thought pattern of God. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. The word of God positions you. The word of God positions you to hear and and have an understanding of the thought pattern of God. Because faith cometh by hearing the word of God. That's why we tell you to read this word to pray this word, to study this word, to pray this word, to speak this word, to sow this word every day. Why? Because it keeps you in the thought pattern of God. It keeps you in the ways of your heavenly father to the point where you're going to be able to cause mountains to sing and cause trees to clap. See, that's the God we serve. I don't know about you, but I love what pastor, I mean, pastor, (laughs) sorry. You never know. Brother Lasky, I love what he said that mountains are possibilities. And the only way you know that is by faith. And faith cometh by hearing the word of God. And when you read the word, you study the word, you pray the word, you speak the word, you sow the word, that puts you in line in the thought pattern of God, and it will cause the very mountain that stands in front of you to sing. And it will cause the trees to clap its hands because it's your possibility. It's no longer a circumstance. It's no longer a situation. It's no longer a problem. It is going to launch you to the next, oh, here it is, to the next mountain. Oh, another mountain? Yes. But remember, mountains are not an issue. They are going to sing for you. They're, the trees that are on that mountain are going to clap its hands. Why? Because you walk by faith and not by sight. You walk in the thought pattern of God. You walk in his ways. And 
And the very thing that the devil tries to use against you will begin to praise the King of kings and Lord of lords. Why? Because every step of faith that you take will bring that mountain to subjection to the word of God and it will cause the mountain to sing. And oh, and when it sings, it has to bless. The trees will begin to shake its fruit and that fruit will be for your provision. Who's ever been to a tree, a fruit tree, and you shook it and something fell off? You shake the tree hard enough to shoot, the fruit's going to fall off. Well, guess what? You don't have to shake nothing. They're going to clap. And the fruit is the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. See, when you preach this word, you're going to preach it with faith. And when you preach it with faith, it's going to cause the very mountains that are affecting those people that you are talking to, they're going to begin to sing and they're going to begin to cry. Why? It's going to, be, it's going to start glorifying God. In other words, it's going to change their thought pattern of no longer feeling in pain. It's going to take the pain away. It's going to take the pain away. Why? Because you're preaching the word of God with faith. And when you preach, the thought pattern of that individual is going to change and it's going to turn from mourning to singing. It's going to turn to joy. That's why he tells us to put on the whole garment of what? Praise. Put on the whole garment of praise. When you walk out of your house, you're going to put on the whole garment of praise. Why? Because you're going to cause mountains to sing, Sister Faith. You're going to go beyond just that name. You're going to put action behind it. Hallelujah. Say, I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to preach it with faith. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says, All scripture is given by the inspiration, the breath of God, and it is profitable. Profitable profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God or the woman of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In other words, it's the breath of God. It's the breath of God. When we preach God's word, we have faith in what we're preaching. In other words, it's going to breathe on them. Why? Because the devil's influence is 24-7. So if the devil's influenced 24-7, our preaching of the gospel with faith has to be 24-7. It has to be. Why? Because the devil influenced, the devil doesn't sleep, and neither does the church. The preaching of this gospel will not sleep in this church. Will not sleep in this church. Because if the devil is stealing, killing, and destroying... We're going to save, heal, restore, and transform. We cannot let the devil break us. You cannot afford to let the devil break you. I don't care. Well, Pastor, that I'm a, I'm, 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 I just got born again. Guess what? Guess what? Praise God. Guess what? You're ready to preach the gospel. What do I need? I, I didn't go to Bible school. You don't need to go to Bible school. All you need is the Holy Ghost. Amen. People think you got to get qualified. No, you don't. You've already been qualified. That, not according to your words, but Jesus is your qualifier. Oh, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go get me. I got to get all these books. 
on how to pray for people. No, you don't. You just use the name of Jesus. When you go get those books, you start, you start praying like those foolish people. No, 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 no. You pray like Jesus. You cast out devils like Jesus. You lay hands on people like Jesus did. You raise the dead like Jesus did. Not Paul, not Peter, not Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or John. Jesus. You preach the word like Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. He was given to you by God. We preach this word with Jesus. I don't care what you look like. I don't care. You, I don't want you to look like me. Don't have to wear a jacket. I don't care how many tattoos you may have on your body. I don't care how many piercings you have on your body. I don't care if you took the vaccine. Preach the word. I don't care if you didn't take the vaccine. Preach the word. God loves you regardless. Satan is stealing and killing. Do you realize something? Satan right now is in the atmosphere of stealing and, 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 and killing right now. He can't destroy. We know the, the Bible says in John chapter 10, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But right now, he's only stealing and, and killing. He can't destroy till the church is left. God showed me that the other night. He said, he can't destroy till, I, till, till my hand comes off, comes off the world. My, my sovereign hand comes off. He can't destroy till I leave, when I take the church. Now, when I take the church, he's going to start destroying. You're going to see the real devils. You're going to see real things that you, you, right now you only can see what, what God has allowed the devil to do. Oh, you mean to tell me God, God's allowed the devil to, to, to sin? No, man did that. God didn't do it. It was never in God's purpose, plan, and expectation for man to, 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 to be stolen from or murder or destroyed. No, no, no. Man did that. The wages of sin is death. That can't change. But Jesus came to the cross. Yes, he came to the cross, and he, he came to the cross. He died on the cross, and he took back the keys that, that, that Adam gave to him and he gave it to the church. Yes, I understand that, but that doesn't change the fact. Satan still comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's still in killing. He's still stealing and killing. And he don't care if you're in church or outside the church. He doesn't care where you are. Long if he, along as, he's going to still kill. But he can't destroy right now until the hand is off and the church is gone. Then you're going to see the, the true destructive power of Satan. And when you hear somebody say, oh man, this is hell. This ain't hell. We ain't in hell. We are, this, this is not hell. Hell is a place of gnashing of teeth. Hell is, this ain't hell. Are you gnashing teeth right now? No. Of course you ain't. You got an iPhone. Of course you're not. You got a house. Of course you're not. You got, you got, you got a PlayStation. Not, not just any PlayStation, but you got PlayStation 5. You got not any, you got, you, you, you're not gnashing your teeth when you got Xbox and you got the latest iPhone. You're not gnashing of teeth yet. You'll gnash teeth when it's taken from you. You, you ain't gnashing teeth because you, you're still going to Disney World. You're still going to, you're still playing with Mickey, the pedophile. Oh, Yeah. I'll say it. I don't know how many kids have been, have, been gone, have, been, have been sexually abused in that whole industry. 
But we go every year. We go, we all got passes. Oh, we'll go to the Warlock Land, Harry Potter. Oh, it's just fake. It's real incantations. It is real. Oh, they've done studies. Those are real witchcraft words. And they don't even have, they talk about divination. But we're not gnashing of teeth. Well, I'm not going to pedophile world or Harry Potter world, but I'll go to Shamu world. And I'll play with. If y'all don't know what Shamu, that's Sea World. But do you understand? Uh, and, and don't, don't, mis- don't, don't misunderstand me. I, Pastor Dad, have you been to Disney World? Yes. Have you had all the passes? Have, were you a part of the, what do you call it, the annual pass holder? Come on, how many, raise your hand if you're an annual pass holder. <laughs> oh, no, I ain't going to. I was an annual pass holder. I stayed. I was there when Epcot first opened with Bishop and Pastor Diane. I was there as a young child on my daddy's shoulders when you had to use tickets, and we're going way back. You're not going to hell if you're going to Disney tomorrow because I know it's a long weekend. (laughs) You know where I'm going tomorrow night? I'm going to Monday Night Raw. Watch it. USA Channel at 8 o'clock. You'll see me. Monday Night Raw. That's where I'm going. You ain't going to hell. You're not going to go to hell. But what I'm saying is, is that there's no gnashing of teeth right now. You can go to the store and buy what you want. If you want to buy more than two packs of toilet paper, guess what? You can buy two packs of toilet paper. You're not, we're not gnashing of teeth, but there's going to come a day where there is going to be a gnashing of teeth. But that can't happen till the hand of God is removed. The church is gone. So we're seeing thievery and we're seeing a a murderous devil doing his bidding. Now, if the devil is murdering, he's stealing from people and he's murdering people, we need to be preaching the gospel. We need to say, not today, devil. You are not going to steal anymore from that child. You're no longer going to steal from that individual. You will not murder. You will not bring a murderous attitude upon him, that lifestyle. You will not kill that person. You're going to preach the word. We're going to preach the word. I can't get an amen, I guess. We're ready in season and out of season. I don't care what time of the day. It could be in the wee hours in the middle of the night. If God wakes you up because you know it ain't ain't a bathroom, it ain't your bladder, it ain't this, it ain't that, it's an unction of the Holy Ghost, you're going to get up and you're going to create an atmosphere of warfare and you're going to preach the gospel. You're going to preach the gospel. You're going to preach the gospel. Well, who am I? Nobody's up. Yeah, they are. Bunch of drunks and daleks and robbers are up. Because who's up at 3 o'clock in the morning but a bunch of drunks or the porno lady or the lady swinging on a pole getting off shift? How do you know that, Pastor Thad? Because I used to deliver to them. 
Oh, yeah, your pastor used to have to do deliveries to the, all these little, little joints in there. I know where the mint is. I know where um, all these places are. I can't believe Pastor Dad did that. Yeah, when, you, when, you, when you're stupid and you, and you take whatever job can give you. I wasn't in the church then. Remember, I was running. I was Jonah. I didn't want to preach the gospel. Lost my family. Lost everything. Because I thought I had to do it my way. And all I was doing is getting, getting, getting deeper and deeper into hell. I knew where all these places are. I knew what time they got off. So when you get the unction of the Holy Ghost, you get up, you get up, and you start preaching. Who are you preaching to? You're just preaching. You're preaching the gospel to say, in the name of Jesus, I speak to the north. You foul devil that lives in the north, that is controlled because whatever devil that means, the devil, whatever devil it is that God will show you, that's when you begin to preach to that north and say, I preach to the north right now, and I shut you down in the name of Jesus. I am the church called by your name. I have been woken up by the power of the Holy Ghost, and what I say shall take place. And it may be the east. It may be the south. It may be the west. It doesn't matter. You're preaching that gospel. And do you realize as you begin to preach that gospel, oh, I can only preach in front of people. Do you learn how to preach to a wall? You can learn, then you can learn how to preach to people. Don't tell me, oh, I can only preach to a certain amount of people. You know what? Sit down and shut up. You ain't called. You're just like one of those wolves in sheep's clothing who needs people's attention. And you're living off of them. There's so many so-called preachers that are living off of people. I ain't living off of you. I'm going to preach something you may not like. Get over it. We ain't going to let the devil break us. We're going to preach this word. We're going to preach it with conviction. Say, I'm going to preach this word with conviction. That means power. You're going to preach it with power because power brings forth conviction. You're going to preach it with conviction. Not only are you going to preach with conviction, you're going, to, you're going to bring forth a charge. In other words, you're going to bring forth a charge to sin. You're going to be bold enough to call out sin. You don't care what sin it is, but you're going to be bold enough to call it out. You're going to preach with conviction. You're going to bring forth the charge of sin. And then you're going to encourage the people that no matter what the sin may be, God loves them and God will forgive them. You're going to encourage them that no matter what the sin that they are bound by, you're going to preach the word of God in faith and you're going to let them know no matter what it is, God loves you and he will forgive you of your sins. See, you're not going to leave them. You're just not just going to call out sin. You're not going to beat them up and say, eh, work out on your own. No, go find Jesus. No, no. You're going to encourage them that, hey, God loves you. God loves you. Yes, you may be a sinner. You may be as filthy rags, if you will. 
Oh, I can't wait for Wednesday night. You need to be here. But I'm going to be talking about filthy wags. But you're going to encourage them that God loves them. And he, and he forgave them. Then as you preach this word with conviction, with charge and encouragement, you're going to be patient and allow the Holy Spirit to move. In other words, you're going to allow the Holy Spirit to move. What I mean by that? Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. He's in charge of the harvest fields. He knows what harvest fields are ripe and what are not ripe. He knows what's ready to come and get saved. And the Holy Spirit job is to navigate you to where the harvest fields are ready to be preached to. And when you allow, when you preach with conviction, you preach with charge, and you encourage them to get saved, the Holy Spirit will speak to them and show them, hey, God loves you. That message was for you. You need to come forward and confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. You need to confess Jesus that he died on the cross for your sins. You need to repent of your sins and get right with God. You need to recognize that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again for you. That's how much God loves you. Then you instruct them. What do I mean by instruct to them? In other words, you instruct them. Do you have a Bible? Do you have a church? Do, do, do you have a place of worship? Do you, you know what? I want you to come to my church. That's why you need to have a card. You need to have a, you need to have a, and that matter of fact, if you don't have to have a clue how to do none of that, next week, am I right? This week, this Thursday, we're going to be teaching people how to evangelize. This Thursday. When? This Thursday. Why? Because you got to know how to preach this gospel. You got to know how to preach it in a way that's going to bring forth conviction. You're going to have to know how to lead someone to the Lord. You got to learn how to trust the Holy Spirit and who to talk to. Because there's going to be some people that are not ready and they are going to, you're going to know they're not ready. And you're not going to, but you're not going to force it on them. So many times people will try to force Jesus. Jesus never forced himself on anybody. Because many times people walked away. Not everybody got saved, got fed. Not, not everybody got healed. And he didn't force himself. But you got to learn all these things. And that's this Thursday. What time? 7.30. So if you have not signed up, please, after the service in the foyer, Sister, where is she? Rosemary will be right there, and she will put your name down. Now be here on time. Don't come in or roll in here at 8 o'clock. Be here at 7.30. Amen? Amen? Nothing's impossible for us, ALM. Let's stand to our feet. Look at that. Nothing's impossible. It's 11.58. Hallelujah. You thought I was going to go longer than that. I'm just turning it over to the second wind of my, my the, the, the Holy Spirit is going to give me a second wind. And this time you're going to stand while I preach. Amen. Nothing's impossible for you, ALM, because all things have been made possible through Jesus Christ.
Utilize the power that has been given to you through Jesus Christ. Utilize that ability given to you by the Holy Spirit to preach this gospel with faith. Utilize that power. Utilize the ability of the Holy Spirit to preach God's word with faith. Utilize it. Because I truly believe this is a September to remember. This is going to be a September to remember. This is going to be a September to remember for you and your house. But it's going to take you to preach the word with faith.